in this curious convo episode. You feel, you feel the best way to do is to hide it and to cover it up and hope it goes away. Well, it doesn't. It gets worse. And I couldn't understand why she couldn't just accept it. It's taken me time to realize, oh, this, this kind of things, it takes time to absorb that amount of information that you're just finding out about someone you love. The problem is you have all these people who think it's their job to judge you. It's not your job. It's not your job to judge me for who I am. It's your job to love openly because we're all humans, but you can't seem to grasp that because you're so closed-minded. Now that's Emma Scarlett talking in three separate clips about living her secret cross-dressing trans life in a small town in Indiana. She comes on the podcast to tell her story about love, hardships, and her journey to finding the other side of her and who really is Emma Scarlett. It's another curious conversation with your girl Giselle that I'm sure you'll find just as fascinating as I did. I also give you a little bit of a Patreon pitch for last month, a new question of the month, and a bunch of other updates in this episode. But this is episode 87 of the Cross Yas podcast. So shall we get this convo going already? Yas! Yes, 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 yes. Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Miraso. Yas! Yas! Yas, yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast, the podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross dressing, sexuality, and gender. My name is Giselle Marisol, and I will be your cross-dressing host that is excited to help you navigate through what can possibly be a confusing world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and, well, gender. If you're looking for more information about the podcast and ways you can support us, like through our Patreon, well, check out our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. You can also find our Discord there, where you can chat with me, Sierra, and other wonderful Cross Yas listeners pretty much 24-7, where we talk about a variety of topics and where we even do video chats, so check that out. And finally, if you enjoy Emma Scarlett's Curious Convo and you have your own story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, or gender-related, but you're thinking to yourself, hmm, I wonder if I can tell my own personal story. Well, hello, you know the answer to that question already. It's allowed. Frickin' yes! Share it with me, because, well, I'm always down to listen. Email me, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com. Tweet me at crossyas. DM me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast or come on over to our Discord where you can pretty much talk all your feelings. I can't wait to hear from you. Happy February, everyone. February? 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 Can't say February. <laughs> no, again. February. February. I hope you're enjoying the beginning of the month. Well, because, you know, it's a new month, so hopefully you're starting the month off well. Just for some updates on my end, because, well, I have a lot. I'm totally enjoying the marriage life. Kristen and I are happy to be just relaxing at home. Shoot, we even recorded a Valentine's Day episode that gives you some insight of the drama that led up to our COVID-style wedding. So celebrate your Valentine's Day with us and our crazy fun stories. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun. We'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. I also have to let you know I quit my second job so I can devote a little more time for this podcast and the cross-dressing transgender community because I think I'm going to do video pretty soon. And speaking of which, I also wore makeup for the first time in 10 months, which was such an enjoyable experience. <laughs> I decided to wear the makeup for the cross Yas listener like yourself and went on over to our Discord where a lot of the listeners are making it a daily thing to show up and be present on video, which 
Of course, they can do it in whatever way they want, male or female, or, you know, whatever way they feel they need to present as. All you got to do now, express yourself. I think the first time I went on there was, I think I was really hesitant to come on there first, especially not dressed as Giselle. I think I just didn't want to show my male form with my scruffy, dirty beard, but I don't know. Everyone was saying that it's super valid to show up any way you wanted, and I don't know. It was just, it just was, everyone was super accepting and happy just to see that I joined. That, I don't know, it just really didn't take that long for me to feel welcomed and appreciated. So thank you for everyone who goes onto these video chats and everyone who joins Discord and pretty much everyone who listens to the podcast. So. If you're listening and you haven't joined yet, I totally want to just encourage you, the Cross Yas listener, if you haven't already, to, again, if you have time, just check out our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. And I don't know, just come on the Discord and say, hey, it can be a lot of fun. But as for this episode, I'll give you a little Patreon pitch for last month. Sorry about last month. It was pretty busy. And I'll also offer, again, the question of the month for February because, well, I forgot to do one for the month of January. Oops. And lastly, the main part of this episode is really, it's all about Emma. Emma and I have been online friends for, I think, four years or so when we were first friends on Kick, And she comes on the podcast to tell her amazing and crazy story. She's got a good one that I know you guys will want to hear, so please just stay a bit and listen. But no more waiting. Let's get episode 87 rolling and started. So here we go. Episode 87. Thanks, everyone. And now it's time for Giselle's Patreon pitch. So for my Patreon pitch for January, if you guys haven't checked out our Patreon yet, or you guys aren't fans or, I don't know, Patreon members yet, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cross yas. And it's also available, it's way easier to find on our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. And we've got some good stuff for January if you guys haven't already checked it out yet. Uh, let's see, I'll go to our website right now and show you what we have. For the month of January, a bunch of things on there that I think you guys can enjoy right now for free if you guys want to check it out. I do a bonus episode on voice, a um, little extra added bonus stuff from last week's episode where I did talk about voice and I just give you a little more extra stuff. Kirsten did a beautiful digital print on Kobe Bryant and his quote. If you guys don't know anything about Kobe Bryant, he is a beloved figure in basketball and the world, especially in LA. People love him in LA and it's been a year, a little over a year since he passed away from a tragic helicopter accident, which, yeah, it's unfortunate that he and his daughter Gianna and several other people died in a helicopter crash on, I think it was January 26th. But the quote that is on there is, it says, the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. And Kobe Bryant said that. I mean, I picked that quote because, you know, I never talked about it last year of how important important how kind of crazy the death of Kobe was I mean this was like two months prior to quarantine and it was just like a precursor or kind of just foreshadowed how horrible 2020 would be I mean yeah it was shitty for a bunch of reasons but I think just starting off the year with the death of a beloved figure especially Kobe Bryant who died at the age of 41 and his daughter who I think she was like 10 or 11 just dying so young I mean you know we talk about doing all that you can do with what you're given and the time you have on this earth. I mean, you just never know. I mean, today, Dustin Diamond, who played Screech, passed away at 44, which is pretty young. 
from cancer and it's kind of scary. So, I mean, his quote is pretty empowering. I believe the most important thing is to try and inspire people because if you can inspire someone to be better or to do well in life, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you want to help others see the beauty they have or the power they have to become better? <laughs> I mean, really, people need other people. We need each other's support and we need to know that we can be good people, I guess. But that's our quote. That's available for $3 if you guys want to get access to that. And that's, you know, it's $3 and you get all the previous bonus digital prints that um, Kirsten has made. And it's really pretty. If you donate the $5 for Patreon, you get also the <laughs> bonus Kirsten's Corner, which is for the month of January, we talk about dick pics and the art of dick pics and why people take them. I know it's a change from the Kobe thing, but yeah, why do people take dick pics? And I will be the first to admit I have sent dick pics in my life and it must be some sort of curse because I've gotten so many dick pics as Giselle on Instagram and Facebook and it's quite shocking, but you're also like, no, I guess. It's kind of, it's kind of reaffirming, so uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. But for $5, you guys can listen in on our take on the dick pics. Um, and uh, finally, for $10 a month, uh, this is kind of nice. You get all the previous stuff, the dick pics, sure, the, the digital print, which is the Kobe Bryant quote. And Kirsten's probably best cover that she's ever done on this podcast and the Patreon. Um, she covers Jesse J's Big White Room. I'm going crazy in this big white room of mine. Now, the song, uh, if you don't know who Jesse J is, he's written songs like, you know, Price Tag and... Um, the other song she did um bang bang with Nicki minaj and um i think ariana grande but jesse j's big white room jesse j said that she wrote this song when she was like 11 or 12 when she was in a hospital and the song just symbolized i think for her let me look up the lyrics uh if i read some of the lyrics um some of these might resonate with you it starts off with sitting in a big white room alone, tilt my head back, feel the tears fall down, close my eyes to see in the dark, I feel young, broken, so, so scared. Uh, and then the chorus goes, I'm going crazy, I'm losing my mind, I'm going crazy in this big white room of mine. Kirsten, when I asked her, I mean, Kirsten is a really good singer and she showcases her talent in this song if you guys haven't heard it yet. And for those who chip in $10 a month, you guys can hear it. But the song, I think, symbolizes, and I think she chose it because I think since being in quarantine and just being stuck at home is is quite equivalent of almost just being stuck in a big white room. Like if you're stuck at home and you're going crazy, you know, just kind of having that like, I don't know, just feeling just stuck at home. Like it sucks to be stuck at home. I think she sang this song not only again to showcase her, her singing prowess, um, I think it's just to symbolize that we're stuck in a white in a big white room and we're going crazy, but she's staying strong. It's hard though. I mean, it's hard being stuck at home. And in the lyrics, they also talk about, um, or does it say that she needs to stay strong? She feels sick and her heart is beating out of control, but she wants to feel her body again. She wants to feel the wind in her hair. And I think we're all just waiting for a time where we can actually go outside and just feel like part of the world again and not just again being stuck at home being going crazy have no no one around us almost like a forced solitary confinement where we're not 
with other people. The nice thing is I know we have like Zoom calls and we can go on our Discord and, and talk to other people or go on chat rooms or if you still go on chat rooms. But I think this song is is like, it's just, this, it's just perfect for the times of just being stuck at home, being in a big white room and just, I don't know, just being stuck. So yeah, for $10 a month, you get all the dick pics, you get the bonus Kirsten's Corners, you get the all the digital prints, and you even get this song, as well as the other songs that she sang, where she sang Creep, where she sang Thursday, and she sang other stuff. So check out our Patreon if you guys haven't already. Chip in the $10, $5, or $3. Any support is totally welcome. Yeah, excited just to be here. I get to spend more time, and yeah, help us out. We're here. We love you guys. Thanks. And now it's time for me to answer the question of the month. Okay, and real quick, the question of the month, I am sorry, I totally forgot about January. As you know, we had a wedding, as you know, we had a change of positions with the presidencies and it's been kind of crazy and busy for us and just kind of relaxing so i totally forgot about january but for december's question of the month of what happened what what major 2020 um best thing that happened a lot of people were just saying that yeah they've they've done a lot (laughs) i can't even tell you what else other people said and i'm sorry if i'm totally forgetting your answer but they were really good i i mean i could go into more detail and I'm sorry I'm not, but um, for the question, uh, and just whatever, I think 2020 is over. I'm glad it's done. We're now in 20, we're now two months into 2021. Um, so let's make 2021 a better year. If you guys still want uh, answer the question of the month for February, try to figure out an answer, but how about let's go with love as the theme for uh, the question of the month. And I guess for the question of the month for February, I would like to ask is who was your first crush? And tell me a little bit about who your first crush was. Yeah, who your first crush was is why you love them so much or what made them a crush, right? Yeah, that's my question of the month. Please send your answers to Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. You can also just tweet me at crossyas, DM me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast, or send me a, your answer on the Discord because I'm there, Rochi underscore Mochi. I haven't talked about my name a lot, but that's where I conduct my interviews on Discord. So send me some love. Yeah. Question of the month. Again, who was your first crush and what made you love them? Yeah, that's all. Thanks, guys. Welcome, Emma, to the Cross Yas podcast. How are you tonight? I'm well. I'm well. And how are you? I'm good. Uh, you're in SoCal right now. Originally, I know you're from Indiana. I don't know if you want to start off by introducing yourself, girl, and uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and why you come to the podcast. Yeah, I'm a Indiana girl, guy, and very conservative back home. And it's, it's hard to find places to reach out to people and to connect. It's very Bible belty and uh, a lot of conservative people. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually out here on work, and uh, I was a late bloomer, I guess you could say. And uh, so yeah, here I am, I guess. Well, welcome. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> what brings you to California? Why did you, uh, what do you do for work? Uh, I do construction, and my company got a, a federal job out here, so we are out here working. And I have been here since March, and 
So yeah, the pay is really great, but I am away from home and that kind of sucks being away from family. But uh, I try to get home once, once a month if possible, if they let us. Um, but it's, it's been good out here. Unfortunately, we've been amid a, a crisis, so I haven't gotten out to see a whole lot because there's not a whole lot to do here in El Centro. Yeah, El Centro is the deep um, desert of, uh, I, of SoCal. So. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It absolutely is. Yeah, if you made yourself a little more north in L.A. and whatnot, you'd, be able, you'd see a little more things. But um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it's also uh, COVID times, too, so you can't really go out dressed as, I don't know, if you're, if you're a people person, that is. Uh, I'm a very people person, but it's just hard. Like, I was hoping to get to some, get to some clubs and get to some drag shows, and a lot of that has gone underground, and I'm not really in the loop. Plus, I got to travel two hours. So, I mean, you have to make a commitment to do that. Not that I'm not willing, but I don't want to make the commitment. And then all of a sudden, it's a no-show. Yeah, and you don't want to catch COVID out here. So, it's not worth it. <laughs> I, at some point, I'm bound to as much as I travel back and forth to home. I can't believe I haven't. I, I, I travel as safe as possible, but, you know, not everyone does. So... Okay, okay. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, are you a cross-dresser? Are you trans? Like, what brings you to the cross Yas podcast, girl? Well, I am a cross-dresser, but by nature. But I'm, I also consider myself trans because I internally I feel like I am a woman. And I have, it, t- it has taken me a while to zero in on that. Um, it was, I was 38. 37 before it kind of started dawning on me and that's when the trans the trans movement that i'm aware of in you know indiana really had made its way to the forefront and people were discussing it not as openly as they should should have been but i think i you know you could hoist any flag for me and there's a bit of me that would fall under that banner honestly (laughs) Mm -hmm. i just i just wanted to step outside of my box and you know when you were willing to have me on i thought oh yeah let's do this there's no reason i can't i'm not doing anything in the evenings when i'm home alone so yeah i thought we'd do it and you know i really it's hard to get immersed in this community where i'm at i'm near some larger cities and there is some there but it's not it's not like i was in san diego or la or new york or where I could really immerse myself in it and, you know, truly, truly enjoy the lifestyle and everything that goes along with it. Okay. Okay. Well, tell us more about your late bloomingness. Like how does one at the age of 38, like what changed or like you didn't know anything about it before or did you have feelings earlier and then all of a sudden came out at 38? Like what happened, girl? I had started at a very early age stealing panties from my friend's sister's. And at that point, 12, 13, I really didn't know what any of that meant. I just thought, okay, I'm attracted to this, and it's a girly thing, so clearly attracted to girls. So I didn't, I didn't know at that age. So as I grew, I continued to just kind of dabble in that, not knowing, just always dated women, had no int- real interest in guys. But it was, I mean, I always looked at guys, but I never was like, there was no sexual attraction there and as i got older i was still i was still i got married i had kids and i was still secretly dressing and 
doing all the things that one does, make the home videos, take the pictures. It was a whole thing. And so what really brought it about, and this is just terrible, it's so bad, was Craigslist. I was I had gotten an office job and I started thumbing through Craigslist because I had always been in construction and was always busy. I got an office job, was thumbing through Craigslist and I started to see these couples. And I was like, oh, that would be fun. A couple would be fun. And so I got involved with a couple. And Ooh, it's interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so because I'm very bi. And again, I didn't really, I mean, I, I was attracted to certain guys, but I never acted on it or, oh, shit, I got to have him. Because again, a very, you know, excluded part of the country, very Bible belty, very religious, very small towny from where I come from. So that's really, it's really frowned upon, unfortunately. And I know I, I kind of dabbled in that, and I was like, oh, I really enjoy this. And I, I started receiving attention and affection from people for doing this. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not great at it, but I've got a great body, and I can. I can show it off, you know, and people of both sexes are enjoying it. So I just kind of ran with it and I've enjoyed, I've, I've always enjoyed it and I enjoy it even more that I'm out here and I have more time to myself, but it's been weird. It has been weird. Like I've, I was your typical, I'm going to, I'm going to put it away. I'm done with that. Throw all my stuff away, burn it, do whatever. And then it just starts to creep back up, especially when you're discreet and on the DL and hiding it. It just comes through because that's who you are. Right. And so, so you purged, basically. Yes. I purged several times between the ages of 18 and 35. Several times. And, and that's, there was, there was, I hate to use this term and I hate it so much, but there was, there was tranny porn was evident and she males and all that and i was just captivated by that i'm like that is the perfect person for me female up top and male down below that that to me is just like oh man i want to be that but it it uh so it had blossomed into a non-sexual to a sexual thing but now it's more of a it's a who i am it's a part of me thing now and I, i i feel very blessed to have discovered even at this late age not that people don't discover it later but at least I'm able to delve into it while I have fundage and then all my mobility. <laughs> True. Now run it back for me. You said you were married and you had kids. Yes. Now, were you married at the time when you went through these Craigslist things or were you divorced yes. already? Or oh, I, Yes. Yes. Elaborate, girl. Elaborate. <laughs> yes, I, I was married and, and the children were not young, but younger. The marriage was kind of in flux. Not that, you know, we weren't having issues that we talked about. That was, that was part of the problem. We didn't discuss anything. And I hid my sexual needs, my sexual desires, because you don't want to be, what's the, what's the term? You don't want to bear your soul to the one you love most and find that they, they can't take all that. So you just, you feel, you feel the best way to do is to hide it and to cover it up and hope it goes away. Well, it doesn't it gets worse. And so you internalize all that. So rather than continue to let it build up, you find a way to, to vent that, that sexual frustration and that, that need for attention that way. And I did that for a year 
got busted. Luckily, she's a very strong, wonderful woman. We kept it. We kept it together. And then it was about a year later. I had, I had been clean. I hadn't done anything. I, you know, she knew about the cross dressing. She had, was slowly accepting that into part of her life because she only knew me as a man. She didn't know any of this until 10, 12, 13, 14 years into the marriage. And so it really set her back. And I couldn't understand why she couldn't just accept it. You know, it's taken me time to realize, oh, you know, this, this kind of things, it takes time to absorb that amount of information that you're just finding out about someone you love. Yeah, yeah. And how did she find out? I'm sorry, did you, I don't know if you, like, what exactly was, I don't know if you want to uh, go into that. Um, she saw a text message that I hadn't deleted. And it was from the female of the, of the group, the wife. And um, so it, was, it got bad. It got very bad. So then you have to make choices. Okay, what am I going to do? How do we solve this? We went to therapy. Therapy really didn't help me because he, he just downplayed it as, I, I don't know. It just, it didn't. And when it was couples therapy and it just, it just didn't help that I felt like it, like it should have. So we, we struggled through that and we battled back. But again, it was, it was two years later and I had the urges and I met a young, beautiful young man, not young, he was 32, on Grinder, And we connected and I was keeping a journal at that time and she, she found the journal and was reading it and it was so bad. It was so bad. And so... We recovered from that. Again, I have, she is the most wonderful woman, and I don't deserve all this that I've gotten from her. Um, you know, the kids are older, and so we're, we're starting to be able to spend more time together, and we, we talk more openly about everything now, and things are better. So I'm, I'm out here. Being, I'm being good, uh, except for reaching out to old friends, of course, which is how I found you. But it's... Uh, it's been a long, tedious journey. I don't know. It's some days I'm like, I don't know. Is I mean, my heart's all in it, but you you have these pangs of well, maybe this isn't how I'm supposed to be living my life. But then you get these reminders. Okay, you can do you can do both. In this day and age, you can do both. You just have to be open and discuss your. You have to discuss your needs and your wants. And so you just you can't hide like I hid for so many years. It's just not feasible. Yeah, and we met, and we haven't even talked about how we met, but we met through Kick, and I don't know if that's how you met anybody else. That you, I don't know if you want to talk about your other relationships or whatnot. <laughs> um, um, no, I never met anybody through Kick, but I mean, I had relationships on and off more than I should have, but I was just, I just, you have this, you have this feeling as you get to forty, like, oh my god, I haven't. I have these things that I want to do and I haven't done them. Well, what if I die tomorrow not having done these things? What if I don't come back as a woman and can do all these things, you know? And so I started, I started justifying the things I was doing. And that of course is not the best option ever to justify no. any, yeah, not at all. No, to justify anything, especially that her sister knew and it broke her heart and my sister knew and it broke her heart i have i those between 
those two and my wife, they're the only three people that know that I cross-dress or that I have these, these feelings inside. And so it's hard. And we're in a small community, and you have to keep everything tight-lipped. Like, I, I can't go out. I can't, you know, I can't even go to any of the neighboring cities because she has this fear that someone is going to see me. And part of me is like, well, I don't care. But, but that's also being very greedy. So we're, we're always in this dance of, well, what do I want versus what do you want? What do you need? How can we come to a compromise? But as far as meeting people, you just, you, you just search for someone who can satisfy your need at that time. You know, I, I, I played with a couple and they were fun the young man I played with, and then there's, there's several different instances in between again. But there's not really much to elaborate on other than the more I played, the more it fueled my need to feel feminized. And that's when I, I knew it was sexual, obviously, but then I, I knew it was more. And that's how I, you know, that's how I, I, I tend to push towards the trans, the, the trans element of my life. If I had it to do over again, you know, I would have done everything to transition, I believe. And not that I could now, but I'm just like, eh, you know, I've, I've got this wonderful, beautiful life. Do I really want to go and do that and mess it up for my spouse, put that burden on my children and my family? Is it really worth it? You have to, there's a toll to be paid for all that. And I'm not sure I want to pay that toll, you know. Interesting. So you are someone who would have considered transitioning earlier in your life. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Had I had I been able to establish what I was and how I was all these feelings. But I mean, when I was 13, it was 1988. I was still in the 80s when I was a teenager. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have you weren't exposed to everything that the teenagers are exposed now. I didn't know what was out there. I lived in a small town. I graduated 70 people in my high school class. That just was, it just wasn't, you know, you just didn't know what was out there, unfortunately. And having never gone to college and maybe experienced some of those things, I just, you know, I never, I had to experience them later in life, which I'm thankful for to some degree because they are part of who I am today. Right. Hmm. So what, what is, what happens now? I mean, honestly, you have the best wife ever for her to, <laughs> to go through all that and still like, you're still married, right? Or did you guys? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I spoke to her before I spoke to you. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So we just continue to save for retirement and get the kids through high school and off to college. And she has said that I, I can, cause they don't know. My daughter may have an idea because we can go get it. We go get our toenails done together. And, you know, we, I go shopping with her and help her pick out clothes and that kind of stuff. We're very open at the house. And, you know, and I've discussed, oh, you can edit that out. Uh, <laughs> she and I have discussed <laughs> yeah, yeah. telling the kids. And I do want to tell them. But it's just so hard to look them in the eye and tell them that. And we have seen people in passing and I'm like, I'm like, oh, check out that guy. And they'd be like, uh, dad, that's a girl. He's like, you, sh- you shouldn't be, uh, oh, wait, that word escapes me. 
gendering that person that way. So she's very in tune with that. And it cracks me up. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. And so she's a constant reminder, bless her, bless her heart. But you never know how they're going to react to that kind of information. It could go bad. It could go good. They'd be like, duh, we already know. Because they're pretty smart. Not much gets by them anymore. So, but And how old are your kids? Uh, 14 and 12. Oh, yeah, they, they know. They know. <laughs> my son is 14 and my daughter is 12. And, and they're great kids. And I want to tell them and kind of want to be able to be dressed in feminine around them because I want them to know that that's okay, that there are people like that. And that those people are normal and loving and caring and human. And they, their, their aunt, my sister, pushes that a lot. Like, is, she's very LGBT friendly. She was very involved in that with Boston for 20 years. It's a very liberal city if you've never been. So they see things, they know things. But it's different when it's your dad. That hits home pretty hard. So my wife has said I can do it anytime. I'm just, I'm just slowly buying my time, unfortunately, because I'm afraid. Fear brings out the worst in us, you know. But so we'll see how it goes. I eventually, you know, maybe that'll be their Christmas gift. Yay! Got <laughs> <laughs> the crossdresser. Woo! <laughs> Guess what, guys? I got a big, big surprise for you. But well, you know, um, with fear. Fear comes just with the unknown, right? Like yeah. not, not knowing what they'll look to expect, not knowing how they'll react. But it seems like they're good kids and they seem to be raised by good parents. So are you f- afraid they won't accept you anymore? <laughs> or what is I'm, your fear? I'm just afraid that they're going to look at me differently than who I am other than, you know, their awesome dad. That, that you know, not that they don't know that I have flaws and that I'm imperfect. They remind me daily of all the dumb shit I've ever done because, because they're great that way. They have very good memories. You know, and I'm a child at heart. I can get down to their level very easily. And sometimes they have to remind me that I'm the adult. That's how awesome they are. And so I don't want to do them a disservice by not telling them because they do need to know the truth. And I don't want them to be 25 and married and be like, oh, my God, I just found this out about my dad. I want them to know now and be able to grow with that knowledge and take that knowledge out into the world. And if they see a friend who has that same problem or a, an older person who has that problem, who has children, that they, they can be empathetic of that. And that, to me, is the best thing we can do with any of our children is teach them empathy for everyone, not just a certain class, race, or gender. I want them to be open to all that stuff and to know and to care. Because our lives are in their hands. I'm just so tired of old white men being misogynistic bigots. I just, I'm so over. Same here. I'm so over it. You know? I mean, I mean Mike Pence is from Indiana, isn't he? So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is, uh, he is not, that word is not welcome in our home. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, you, you can, I mean, that's the, kind of, that's the type of people I'm surrounded by. And not that they're not good people, they're just very narrow-minded. And some of those people are out here working with me, and so I have to be very diligent. I can be myself in my apartment, but I can't go out. You know, I'd love to be able to go spend time in San Diego and L.A., spend the weekend, and really just go out and take it all in and be myself. But, you know, with the COVID and everything, it just 
it came at the absolutely worst time. It really did. So I, I really was excited to get out here and maybe blossom a little bit, do some soul searching and really come back feeling better for it. Not that I won't come back feeling better because I'm able to have more time to myself to practice makeup and, you know, do what I want to do and do that kind of stuff. Shop when I want to shop and shop how I want to shop. But you have to be careful when you're home because there are eyes everywhere. And if you do, you slip up one time, it goes through the grapevine. And then all of a sudden, it's a huge thing, you know. Yeah, my, my other question was, um, how afraid are you of other people finding out? Like, is that like a death sentence in the Midwest? Or is that something like you can overcome, like being found out? Like, do you have to move out of Indiana once you're found out that you're a crossdresser? Or how does that no. work? No, I would, at this point, I would welcome it because it would be such a release for me, stress-wise, that I would probably weep for hours because it's out there. It can be taken back. Everyone knows you either continue to be my friend and love me or you can, you can go away. You can go to hell and it would be done. But the backlash would be my, my children's friends and their parents and how they would view that situation because, oh my God, he's a pedophile. He's, you know, he's mentally ill or, you know, something of that nature. Not that, again, not that they're all that close-minded, but that's, that's the stigma that is attached with this, unfortunately. Uh, you know, with what you're doing, we're trying to destigmatize that. I guess that's even a word. But that's what you're trying to do, and that's what I want done, because it's unfair and it's cruel. But it wouldn't be a death sentence, but my wife is a school teacher. It would affect her work. We're in an Amish community. Maybe the Amish wouldn't want to send their kids. Maybe they wouldn't want her to teach their kids. And I, I get all her fears. Some of them are justified, but some of them are like, I don't care. You know, I just, I'm done caring if people know. It just happens as you get older. You just care less and give less of a shit about other right. people and their right. opinions. Right. Luckily for me, I, I did that like five years ago, 10 years ago. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I would like to do that. I would. And there's so much of me that wants to, but then there's also a smart part that's like, there's more than me to consider. And I've spent my entire life being greedy, putting myself first. So this is where I have to rein it in and say, okay, is that really worth it for my mental and emotional health do i really gain anything can i still be mentally and emotionally healthy within this relationship without anyone knowing yes i can is it going to take a little more therapy probably it's going to take a little more weed maybe but and as, as long as we're open and we continue to talk it can be done but there's always going to be part of you that's just like i just want to be out there and be loved and if people don't love me they can go away like, you want to put that out there just to see who really, who your real friends are, you know, as a litmus test. True. Is, and do you think, I mean, again, I don't know anything about the Midwest, and I'm learning a lot because I've gotten one or like two or three guests from the Midwest. Is it, is it a culture thing? Is it a religious thing? Like, what is it that makes people think that, oh, you're a pedophile? Like, that seems so drastic. <laughs> like, where is this idea that like, oh... Because you're you dress as a woman or you dress as the opposite sex or you 
you know, you have femininity because you're a man. Like, where do they get this idea? Because it is a common idea, but especially in the Midwest, what is, what is it? I don't know because I've I've never subscribed to that mindset. I you know, I it's just they associate it with deviance, and I, it has to be a it has to be a biblical reference or a biblical background for that. And I'm not I'm not. I'm not religious. I don't. I don't buy into that. But I, I respect people's views on it. But I don't. I don't know where it comes from. Oddly enough, I just know it's present and it's it's very present and it's at the forefront of all their minds. They're just they're just ass backwards. And I. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I can't. It's hard to pinpoint why they feel that way. I think they just see it as sexually deviant, and if it's sexually deviant, then it's it's just wrong. It's not it's not God's will. But what they, what they fail to forget, and they always forget, is God gave us free will, and and you know if you believe in all that, that God gave us free will and made us to be who we want to be. The problem is you have all these people who think it's their job to judge you. It's not your job. It's not your job to judge me for who I am. It's your job to love openly because we're all humans, but you can't seem to grasp that because you're so closed-minded. And it's frustrating. It's just like, you don't even see, you can't even see your nose in front of your face, let alone the big picture of humanity. It's just, it's, it's just terrible. I, and I don't understand the mindset of how that is. Had I grown up outside of the Midwest, I would have a much more, I would have had a much more experienced childhood. It's not that my childhood wasn't great. I was in a small town. You knew everybody. You could run around for hours on end without your parents knowing where you were. They knew you were okay. You just had to be home when the streetlights came on. You know, nobody was going to snatch you up. Everybody knew everybody. And if a strange car rolled in town, everybody saw it. Everybody knew. But I can't pinpoint it exactly other than to say I think it's just ingrained in society as the Bible be beating community that they are, that it's not seen. The thing is, for it's been my experience that I, I have slept with a lot of those people who, who claim to be of that religion base. And but behind closed doors where no one can see them, they're the most deviant and sexually explicit people you can find that for me is so hypocritical that i just i can't even it just makes me angry right and and that's probably the repression right of repressing all the sexual like you say like i don't know tension or whatever that they've never been able to do because of religion i guess is that something? yeah because fear fear of being discovered of oh well you know i like my wife to strap it on and have have intercourse with me or I like guy on guy or whatever and rather than live their lives they will live and and I will say they will live and cheat much like I did and so but I'm at least not hypocritical about it I know I don't claim to be holier than now because I am not I have made mistakes girl I have done terrible things but it's just if you're going to be that way don't be such a hypocrite about it. Have some humanity. Be human, you know? Be accepting a little bit. But a lot of it, they're just not. 
from top to the bottom of the state. And it's a, it's a rural, a rural thing. It's not an urban thing. It's a rural thing. You know, look at this last election. A lot of your rural areas voted Republican. Reno and Las Vegas didn't because they know what's up. You know, it's just, it's so interesting to me demographic wise. Sorry, I get off tangent a lot. I just, no, go ahead, girl. I'm listening because I, I, I'm letting you go because I know you probably don't, aren't able to let it all out <laughs> as an outlet. I'm like, girl, uh, keep talking. <laughs> well, yeah. And again, that's part of the reason I wanted to circle all the way back around. That's part of the reason why I wanted to come on because I have listened to, to a few of the podcasts and there's so many similar stories. And it's just, it makes me sad. It breaks my heart to hear all those stories and the struggle. It's just because I've been there. I know. I feel your pain. I wish we didn't have to feel this pain. Mm-hmm. But, gosh. I've Anyone in particular that you heard on the podcast that you were like, oh my gosh, yes, that is. No, I, I just dropped in on a few of them and just gave it a few minutes here and there just to get a feel for what the back and forth was between you and your guests, just to kind of get a feel. I'm really going to delve into it here as I'm traveling over the next, I'm just basically going to start at one and knock out as many as I can. So I just wanted to kind of get a feel for what the, what the, the podcast was about. Yeah. It was actually uh, our mutual friend, Kimmy that told me about this podcast. So shout out. Yeah. To yeah. Um, I mean, we, I mean, we talked, shoot, I was looking back at the kick messages. I think they were like 2017, 2016, when we were like, you know, chatting it up way back when you reached out. I'm like, Hey, yeah. Was that that long ago? I, Mm -hmm. I had told her it was long ago. She's like, no, it's like 10 months. I'm like, you are high girl. No, no, it has been 2016. Yeah. Oh yeah. That room was so fun. Oh my word. It, it, was it totally was. And Kick, um, you know, Kick's weird because it's been, uh, they've gone through a lot of litigation and other issues that they've had. Oof. Yeah. Um, oh, I can, I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because they almost went out of business and then they're still in business because they had a lot of uh, child trafficking stuff. Oof. Oof. It was bad. Yikes. Yeah. See, I was away from all that for a, a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But gosh, I wish I, I don't feel like I've told you everything, but I, I want to. Mm-hmm. What would you like maybe to talk I, about? I'm here. Maybe, to maybe, maybe I have told you everything. I don't know. Well, let's see. So you, I mean, you've told me what, that you've cheated on your wife. <laughs> you've had sexual ex- experiences with men and women and a uh, younger man who's not that much younger than you, but um, younger. Huh. Um, can you talk to me about, uh, shoot, like, what do you do now for cross-dressing? Do you only do it at home? Does only when your mo- wife's, I don't know, monitoring you? I don't know how that, how that works. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if it's just she and I, I'm free to dress whenever, however, however I want. Um, if we travel and, you know, if we travel far, far enough away, um, you know, we would, she'll let me go out in an evening, you know, just the two of us. It's, oh, I had a thought and I lost it. It was, it was unrelated to what we were discussing. Uh, it was about a, it was about relationships, sexual relationships. 
Um, we'll come back. We'll come back around. We'll come back around to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Um, no. And again, it's you know I'm very closeted when it comes to that, and I it's not my favorite thing to be honest. Like I would go out in a skirt and flip flops or a cami and some shorts, but you you just can't. I can't walk out the door that way because my coworkers live coworkers and people from my neighborhood back home live. 60 feet across the apartment complex, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've, I'm lucky that I live alone and I can, I can do that here in my own apartment and have time to myself. Cause that to me is the most important thing is to have, to have that time to yourself, to work on that side of yourself and be who you want to be and to work on that. Because if you can't find time to do that, I mean, that breeds content for, a lover or, you know, a wife. And then that turns into discord and it turns into other things. And it's just, it's very, it's very toxic if you can't express yourself in the way you want to express yourself. And so luckily I'm able to express myself as much as I can when, you know, and then when I'm not working, I'm home because we're just trying to get ready for the next day. But yeah, when I'm home, if the kids are away, I can dress and do whatever I like. And then that usually leads to some sexual sexual, <laughs> sexual stuff between the missus and I. So she seems to be down with certain sides of it. She still likes my manly side. Like she likes it when I have scruff on my face. But she also likes it when I'm smooth and in girly mode. So, I mean, I can't complain. You know, I've been very blessed in that department. So, I mean, I guess she figures she's really stuck with me. So she might as well make the best of it. So true. That's marriage. That's marriage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we've been married for be 21 years in January. Well, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been, it's it's like dog years for her. It probably feels like a hundred for her, but yeah, she's been through a lot and you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that I am, I am, I am an ass. I was an ass. I was a jerk. I was all the things that a husband should not be. And I was all of them plus. Yeah, she's magical, man. She's magical for sure. Um, and how did you guys meet? What's how did what's your wife's story? How did you? What's the how did uh, uh, Emma or I'm sorry, uh, Emma meet um, your wife? We I had I was supposed to go see an old girlfriend at Ball State University, and I got a call from my buddy. He said, "Hey, we're having a huge party down here at Purdue. You need to come down." And so I ditched the reconnect with an old girlfriend and headed to Purdue University. And I was there. We were drinking all day, went to a football game and had hooked up with a couple of different girls, not hooked up, hooked up, but had been with, hung out with. There was potential there. And then I was on the dance floor and she was there with her sister, my, my now sister-in-law. And she's like, hey, I'm getting ready to leave. This, this sucks. And... Her sister asked my friend at the time, my good friend, hey, you got anybody that she could dance with? And I was the guy. And so that was five days, October 19th. It was five days before I turned 21. She was already 21 because she's a year and a half older. And so we danced and we spent the night together. She uh, passed out at Arby's and woke up. We woke up together on the couch. Nothing happened. Um, but the first thing she did was run to the bathroom and get herself together 
and then come back out to the couch and snuggle up. And so that, that was it. That was how we met. It was just on a whim that I was, I canceled uh, with an ex, a reconnection with her and uh, ended up with my wife. So I love how all fairy tales um, have Arby's somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Arby's, it was uh, Arby's beef and cheddar, curly fries. And I knew this was the girl for me because all three of us ran to the men's bathroom and one was in the urinal, one was sitting down and one was using the sink because it was, it was like three in the morning and people had to go. So yeah, it was quite the, quite the Cinderella story there. <laughs> Fairy tale ending. What? Yeah. Don't you? yeah. So yes. did your wife actually find out about your cross-dressing or was it revealed? Was it accidentally revealed? Did you tell her? Was it? Uh, it was found out in a, a very malicious way. Cause at that time I was using a small cassette recorder and I was recording myself quote unquote playing uh, with toys and she found that uh, and I was in some of her clothes which she has since thrown away um, so yeah that's how it was discovered initially and so there was huge at that point there was no cheating there was just me and my things and so like it, the, the sexual arousal and attraction to do that was so powerful I mean so very powerful the pull to do that to feel to to feel that way and to be penetrated and it was like it was a huge draw for me and that's what that's what has drawn me to men was to feel to to feel dominated by a man to me is is the greatest feeling but also on the flip-flop of that to feel very dominant and dominate a female that way also is very arousing to me. Like, I don't know how you define someone who can do that, but I can do it with ease, with ease. And I find great pleasure in both sides of that coin. It's crazy. It was, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy to me that I can do that. Like that, uh, that has always blown my mind that I, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not an anomaly, but to be able to transition that quickly from one, to completely submissive with a male, to very dominant and uh, take control type with a female, is it's very. I feel very good about that part of who I am and that I can do that. It's weird. I don't know. I I don't excel at much. I'm an average student, but I feel really good about that. I feel feel like I really got a good handle on that part of my life. Nice, nice. Yeah. I think it's called. I don't know. Maybe a switch. Like you're good at dominant, and then you're good at. Submissive. I don't know. When I remember the Fet Life days when I would be able to like look through those sites, and that was one of the options. Oh, was Switch? Yeah, I've seen Switch, but I always, I guess that's different than Verse. I guess to be able to switch. Um, Probably. So yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. So with you and your wife, this if this gets TMI, that's fine, and you don't want to answer it. But like, are you and your wife? Do you have that kind of relationship? Are you guys still using toys? Have you used toys? Are you cross-dressing in the bedroom are you you know having that kind of sexual relationship or how do you like another question would be how are you i guess like feeding those urges or kind of or suppressing it i don't know how that's the best way to ask it um yeah so with this this open communication i'd be like hey babe i need to bottom we need i need to work some things out and so, yeah, we have toys that she can strap on or insert and use on me. 
Um, we have multiple things we can do. And yeah, there was one night that we dressed up as, you know, in identical clothing and played. And it was, I mean, it was really intense and hot and passionate and everyone was satisfied. And it, we laughed and it was just a really relaxed, fun time because you can finally be who you want to be and get get what you've kind of been missing or wanting from the opposite sex, but still do it with someone who actually cares and loves about you and just isn't using you for sex. Not that I'm not okay being used for sex. That's part of the draw for me is just to be used and you leave and I go sit on the couch and play Xbox, <laughs> you know? But to be with someone, I mean, that's like, that's comfort food. That's your mashed potatoes and your gravy and your roast beef and your your noodles. That's that's where you feel at your most vulnerable, but you also feel your most confident and most cared for and loved is when you're in an environment with someone who can, can do those things for you and be with you like that in that way. So yeah, we 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 haven't pulled out all the stops yet, but yeah, there's there's some stuff floating out there, you know, that we've done that's been awesome where I've bottomed and I guess we could say you switch and then I then I top. So so yeah, we we have those experiences. You have to wait for the kids to be away with this covid thing. They're not going anywhere. So so it's been a while, but and with me being across hey, the kids and like <laughs> like how do you even do that with kids all around like it's I don't Well, know. they're teenagers. They're heavy sleepers. One stays up till midnight playing video games and the other one's asleep by 9.30. So, and they're, you know, we have heavy oak solid doors at the house. <laughs> so, so yeah, I can't, gosh, I keep thinking about this thing I was going to discuss and I can't, it was there and I lost it and then I got it back and then I lost it again because I, I feel like I'm all over the place just discussing all these random things. So yeah, I was very disappointed that I couldn't be dressed for Halloween this year because I always like to go out dressed as a very, a very female, a very strong female uh, lead. I have done Mary Poppins, who I, who I love, Julie Andrews. I did, I did. Uh, oh, I cannot think of her name. Oh, Audrey Hepburn from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Cute, yeah, yeah. I did that one year. I did, uh, I wouldn't say a strong female, but I, I did enjoy it. Was it uh, Saturday from Adam's Family? Was it oh, Saturday? Okay. Wednesday? Adam. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, Adams. God. It was, a day. it was a day in the week. It was a day. But yeah, I did Wednesday, Adams. So I was sad that I couldn't get dressed up and go out this year because that's the one time a year you can dress as a girl and go out and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah. And my, my brother-in-law was so good. He went as uh, Pugsley. So we were Wednesday in Pugsley. Uh, and we went out to a bar and had drinks. And there was, there was another Wednesday in Pugsley there. So we sat with them for a little bit and talked. And it was just fun. But yeah, I was sad that I couldn't go out for Halloween this year because all the COVID. And I'm in El Centro. You and like a million other cross-dressers out in the world that oh, we could go out. <laughs> it was yeah. a rough, rough time. What are you doing in COVID now? Like what's... Uh... What is what have you been doing other than you know staying at home? Uh, honestly, just I've just been working. I I go to Yuma to do some self care as far as massage and shopping. I would like to get out more to get up. 
I am planning on going skiing and snowboarding here in the next month or two up to Big Bear Mountain, which is east of Los Angeles, I believe. I think they have an elevation of 8,500 feet. Or it's not that. I mean, it's like three hours away from LA, but it's 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 SoCal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's it's three hours from here. So so yeah, looking forward to doing that. I love to snow ski. So I've got a buddy out here who snowboards. So he and I are going to go and go up there for a night, stay the night, do a little drinking and hang out. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's just so hard. Like I want to go out and do things, but I'm also like, is it really worth it? I just stay home and play Xbox and work on makeup or, you know, just chat with friends. Just binge watch. Right now I'm watching uh, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, which Ooh, is yes. wonderful. Good show. <laughs> the, that era, as far as dresses go, is ugh, to die for. The 40s, 50s, and 60s, oh my word. Some of the yeah, stuff she wears. Same thinking I, was ha- I had when I watched the show. <laughs> oh yeah i just like every dress she wears i'm like i want that i want that and i want that oh yeah absolutely <laughs> just that the wardrobe on that show alone is magnificent have you watched it uh i did i watched it with my fiance and we uh finished it in like a, a three days it was so good oh uh, how many episodes are there i'm only on episode four where she uh, just yeah, lost uh, her she just maybe. lost her mother in mexico city yeah, I think it's eight or nine episodes, I believe. Okay, so yeah, we get we get this wrapped up. I can go knock an episode out yet tonight. <laughs> oh, uh, well, it's I'm sure, man. Your story is a lot of people can share similar sentiments. I'm sure with like pieces of your stuff, but your story is pretty. I would say not super different, but also not super unique although although the many your wife staying with you despite being all that is probably you're the golden unicorn of of wow of relationship yeah Yeah. believe me i know i know it's it's amazing but yeah i've been very blessed in that department and sometimes i feel myself slipping out here and doing things i shouldn't do as far as reaching out and talking to people i catch myself slipping and i just have to be I have to bring that in and be like, you know what? Talking's talking. That's fine. But that's where you have to draw the line. Because if I go down that rabbit hole, I know I'll go head first and it will be bad. And it will end poorly. And then that will, that will be the end of it. You know, don't, 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 don't be caught slipping and you don't need that. You have a perfect wife at home who accepts you and loves you, who gives you sex in all, shapes and forms that you want so yeah Yeah. well the thing is but i'm the type of person that will self-sabotage because i think well maybe that is what i want maybe i do want to be out on my own living this life openly and freely and not but it still would affect her and still would affect my children back home i'd have to move away completely you know and then be out of their lives what that's not even worth it you know, so you have to you have to manage what's in front of you rather than keep seeking what's on the other side of the fence. And I think that's what I did for a lot of years. I was seeking and wanting what was on the other side of the fence because I thought it was better. Well it's not. It's not better. Different, but it's not better. Yeah. I mean and you know, for you to come out the way you did and for people I guess living in the Midwest, what kind of advice would you give 
I don't know, the cross-dresser who's probably in your same shoes in the Midwest or anywhere in the in the world, really, that wants to come out to their girlfriend, wife, significant other, or even family members, like, what advice would you give them, would you say? In regards to their wife or girlfriend, do it early in the relationship. I mean, that's, that's, that's not God-send advice. That's not from on high. That's just, it's very basic. Like, be a good human, be a good lover, be a good partner. And they, they, they need to know that because if they don't know that up front, it's going to breed malcontent. And that's what it did for us. That's how, that's what it did for me. You know, she didn't know anything unbeknownst to her. She was a victim in a game. She didn't even know she was losing in a game. She didn't even know she was playing. So they, they have to be part of that conversation early on. And if they, if they bow out, then you know that's not the one. I was lucky to have the one. My biggest regret was not telling her early and all the experiences we could have had when we were young and didn't have children that we could have gone out and done things with cross-dressing and all that and traveled and done things. You know, Not that you can't do that with children, but you're, you're in family mode for 18 years, 24 years taking care of these little people you brought in the world because that's your responsibility. And that's, that's fine. That's what you chose to do. But if you, if you go early on into these relationships and you, you, you have to share that with them because a relationship can't be built on lies. And I, I built it on lies. I mean, she's flat out told me, you're not the man I married. And that, that hurts, you know, to hear those words, but she's, She's right, and it's true. And I still am the man she married. I just, I don't want to say evolved because I didn't evolve. I just, and I, I, maybe I wasn't as nice as what she thought because I have done mean things. I've done hateful things. But I'm still at the core. I'm still the man she loves and loves her. He just got lost. And so if you can avoid all that heartache, at the beginning and if they walk away and it's like eh, you're not out anything you don't have anything invested maybe a couple of months you're not you're going to be better off because that is not the one for you and with regards to being in the midwest that is of a, a choice that has to be weighed heavily because you will not it will not be easy in the rural areas to come out that way people do it all the time there are, you know there are plenty of gays in rural indiana but it's it's not easy you know you hear about people that you know in utah that were you know gays that were getting hunted and killed and strung up on fence posts and that shit still happens today so you really have to be you have to have a good network of friends and family around you and hopefully it's open and that you can come out to them and they can be supportive because if you don't have that network, you can still do it and you should do it, but it's not going to be easy, especially in Republican, Republican heavy states. It's just not going to be easy. And with the way our current president has everyone fired up, uh, as far as race and gender relations, uh, this is a hot, hot time 
to come out and be yourself. But I encourage you, they, them, us, you, do it because you will regret it in the long run because you just will. <laughs> like I regretted so many things. I've regretted a lot of things, both good and bad, that I should have done or didn't do. Or it's you just you have to live your life. You have to be you as best you can if you're if you're sheltered or you know cornered in you still have to you still have to be true to yourself and sometimes yes you have to make compromises but it's you're you're going to be a much healthier person if you can just go out and be yourself i mean you i'm not telling people anything they don't know in this community they know but maybe this will reach one person who doesn't know Gosh, girl, you're saying everything right, or at least that I, I agree with. with everything. <laughs> um, yeah. And, oh, wow. I've I've never done oh I've never always done the right thing, but I know how to do the right thing. I just make bad choices. Right. Same. <laughs> Same here, girl. Our uh, I had a friend that said, you know, your attitude is a choice. Sometimes you just make poor choices. <laughs> so. Very true. But. No, it's this has been very cathartic for me just to get my story out there. And again, it's nothing special other than the world's most wonderful wife. But, you know, you just you need to avoid doing all the dumb shit because the dumb shit doesn't get you anywhere. It just makes things worse. You're better off just coming out at the beginning and doing your thing because it's going to be a lot easier and a lot healthier for everyone involved too girl but it makes for a great story though (laughs) yeah i mean i've been running it through my head all day i was like well okay i want to start here but i don't know what the line of questionings are is going to be so like again i've i've been all over the place and you know i've i've lived a lot more than what i told you but a lot of that is sexual intimate details we don't you know gratuitous things but in a nutshell, I mean, I've experienced what I wanted to experience, and that helped mold me to who I am sexually, emotionally, and, you know, mentally. It's, I know who I am and what I like and what I don't like, and I know what I'm capable of doing, you know, both good and bad. I just have to choose good. And, you know, the more support and structure you have in your life and people that love you, it's easier to make good and better choices. Yes, yes. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time because I know you have Queen's Gambit to finish tonight. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, it's fine. It's fine. I didn't want to just, I don't want to continue to drone on about things, you know. I'm going to have to have you later on in another, uh, like a future um, interview to talk more about your sexual experiences because that's going to be a whole nother subset that I'm, sure the cross yas listener will want to know <laughs> yeah i would be happy to do that i think i i'm gonna be out here i believe until april or may doing my own thing out here so oh yas so you're here for another seven months out here in southern california um, if 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 we continue if the federal contracts hold up yes i will be out here until at least april or may if yeah. contracts hold up with yeah, the change, yeah. change of president, we're not sure how these federal contracts are going to hold up. Oh, so. True, true. Okay. So I could be out here till April, May. I could be out here till January. But 
we can stay in touch and yeah i'd be i'd be willing to delve into that i mean as long as i know what specifics you're looking for i'd be willing to delve into that i at this point it's whatever so (laughs) so all right well the last question i ask for most of my guests and all my guests um and it's like the um, you know, sending off question is in a perfect world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender, what does that look like to you, Emma? Peaceful. It looks just peaceful and happy and content. And I mean, it's it'd be like Christmas every day, to be honest. That feeling you get when you come down and you see the tree and the gifts and People would not have to hide behind masks, behind false falseness, and I mean, it just, I would be so happy to see and know that there are people that can live that way and live that openly and not be, what would be the word? Not be condemned for it. Condemned is strong, but you understand what I'm saying. That that would be, I mean, that would be the icing on the cake for me. Be accepted by all communities. I mean, you you still have communities in the LGBT that don't like cross-dressers. And, you know, that's very foreign to me. Like, we're all under the same heading here. We're under the same banner of, humanity and love and and fairness and gender equality um but to see that oh my word that would just i would not stop smiling i don't think and i would come home and i would have a tall or short glass of vodka with a lime every day and i would just be happy and content yes oh man what is what a what an honest and like con- just a great answer. <laughs> it just sounds so, I don't know, serene. <laughs> yeah, I well, it to think about that just warms my heart, and to know that there aren't any, that no one's struggling like we've all struggled before us. You know, the people that struggled before us, and before them, and us, and the people after us. To know that that wouldn't happen. To know that they, when they're born, they can do their thing and it's all good. That, that to me would be the, the apex of humanity. When anyone, cross-dressing, black, white, Muslim, can be who they are and no one casts a shadow of any negativity upon them. But unfortunately, we are a long way from that. But... The struggle is real, and maybe someday it will be better. Yes, girl. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Emma. You were an amazing guest. (laughs) Have a great night. Love you. I will. You too. Love you too. Bye. Bye. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And that was the episode, guys. Episode 87. It's no part one or part two. It's just all there in this episode. That was Emma Scarlett, where she talked about a variety of amazing and crazy things, how she's cheated on her wife and how the wife never left her, how they met and how 
Emma has kids and she can't wait to come out to her and about a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but I did find it interesting how earlier she had talked about she had wished she would have transitioned earlier, which for some of you who are listening might uh, want to decide that you might want to transition earlier because Emma's now, I think, in her 40s. Sorry, Emma. And you might kind of heed her advice that you should transition earlier if you want to. I also loved, again, the idea that she wants to open up to her kids, which, again, I hope she did. I mean, I did this interview in early December 2020, and I know it being 2021, maybe things have changed for her. Also, her being from a small town is quite unfortunate because I know she wants to be more open, and she has to be in Southern California to be a little bit more open. But, you know, people in smaller smaller rural places might be a little more narrow-minded so go to cities or go to places where they are more open-minded but i totally agree with her she's also right in destigmatizing cross-dressing and being transgender because it shouldn't be a stigma and people shouldn't feel shame in their joy of cross-dressing or their you know joy in being the gender they want to present as but yeah emma's a great guest if you want to be your own guest you want to be a guest on this podcast um, share your own story, feel free to come on the podcast. Let me know. Email me, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com. Come on the Discord. That's where I'm at pretty much 24-7. And I'd love to hear from you. Love to tell your story. But that's it. Episode 87 is in the books. Uh, I should have another episode up next week. Got a couple more curious convos coming up that I'm editing and going to post up pretty soon. One with Kelly and another one with a uh, with Amanda, who is also a cross-dresser who wears diapers, but is a mature cross-dresser. So it's the opposite of Abby, who wore it as a baby. So yeah, that's it. I love you guys. Uh, come on the Discord. We're doing way more stuff over there. I'm going to do video pretty soon for YouTube and stuff. Um, even maybe start a Twitch, so we'll see. That's it for this week. I love you guys. Hope you start your February off well. February? February? February off well. And yeah, see you guys in a bit. I'll be on Discord, and I love you guys. And as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. 